Someone once said that a question every man asks over and over again is this, do I have what it takes? In other words, can I take it? Am I tough enough? Unfortunately, we live in a world that denies the fact that mental toughness matters, but it's true nonetheless. Today, we have a great conversation with an expert in the field and unpack mental toughness from a holistic perspective and unpack one lie about toughness that many have believed in the past. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, sponsored by Mountain Tough Fitness Lab, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your host and guide, leading you to your best version inside the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. But before we get into our excellent interview today, I want to share with you one of our hero stories that came in. Remember, a hero story is a testimony of life transformation, either one that you've witnessed in a man that you love or care about, or one that you've witnessed yourself through the ministries of men in the arena. Uh, we are uh, actively seeking to find 365 hero stories this year, one per day. And this one is back in one, number 162. It's from a young man named Ike. He emailed us in. He said this. He said, I'm a college freshman who recently came across your podcast. Since then, I've been able to discover a ton of quality teachings about men, who they are called to be, especially young men like myself that are so easily distracted by the misteachings of this world. Man, amen to that. You've got wisdom, Ike. Then he said this. This is so powerful. He said, my life has completely changed. And man, Ike, that's awesome. I mean, our goal is to see guys get it. So when you get it, everyone wins. So Ike, your life will be different, but not only your life, but your wife, your future wife, your children and their children and so on and so on. So guy, God bless you in your pursuit. Hit us up at manlarena.org with your physical address. We can send you some stuff to say thanks. 
Hey guys, I'm super excited to bring our guest on today, Dustin Defenderfer. He is from Bozeman, Montana, where he lives with his beautiful wife, Lindsay, of 15 years. They've got some awesome kids. I got to have dinner with them just a couple weeks ago. Dustin is the founder of Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. He's given his life to helping people reach their personal and professional goals by pushing them to become mentally tougher than they ever dreamed possible. An ultra marathoner and backcountry hunter, Dustin focuses on mountain and hunting conditioning to achieve success in all aspects of life. A National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer, Dustin's overall philosophy is based on work ethic, grit, and helping his clients learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I can testify to that because I did two workouts <laughs> with him and uh, I, I'm seeing a counselor for it right now. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. How you doing, Dustin? It's great to have you on the show, man. Good, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome having you in Bozeman, and it's awesome seeing you in the MGDs a lot, too, as well. Oh, yeah. Well, we're starting. Uh, we're going to start today in the postseason. Well, we're doing day two of the postseason workout, the full gym workout. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually here to interview you and recruit some of these guys to join me. Uh, you know, one of the questions that guys always ask is, am I tough enough? Do I have what it takes? And you are mm -hmm. kind of our resident expert today. So why don't you tell us your story? Yeah, so it's been an incredible journey. It's been the highlight of my life for sure, kind of getting Mountain Tough started and getting it off the ground and getting it to where we're at today. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy to kind of think about all these different milestones we've gone through because, you know, every day still is a battle. Um, but we've changed a lot in the last almost eight years. And so now we have this global mountain tough community of around 15,000 athletes that are using mountain tough every day through our app, but it sure, it sure didn't start that way. So it, it's the, it's the American dream bootstrap story to its core. Mountain Tough actually started in a park behind my house here in Bozeman. And it started from a flyer that I built that said it had the original logo, the same logo that's on your shirt right now. I drew that on a napkin and I sent it to my buddy lyle who's still with us a graphic designer and he turned it into a digital logo we actually threw it on a flyer that had the tear off strips at the bottom with my phone number so i was <laughs> roommate wanted <laughs> yeah it's just like the puppies for sale yeah yeah the firewood guy and i hung one flyer at big sky archery which is one of our hometown archery shops and I, this flyer had the logo in it, and then it said, looking to train backcountry hunters. And that flyer hung there for about a week and three guys finally called and said they were interested. And we started these park sessions uh, behind our house, training, doing lunges through the soccer field, pull-ups on the monkey bars. And the park session went from three guys to 10 guys to 20 guys to multiple park sessions per day. And so it really started almost from thin air it's pretty cool how it how it is where it is right now today that is unbelievable i didn't so i walked into your facility and it is about <laughs> as cool and as cutting edge as as you could ever see and actually i won't mention his name but we're in there talking and my wife goes is that 
so and so, and it's like an a, an A list actor is in there every day working out at your gym, and so it was really really cool. So I, I do have one question just to kick this off. You you know you did this initially for hunting. It is called Mountain Tough. Uh, so you do a lot of stuff to cater to uh, active military guys and gals and uh, hunters, but this is way more than a hunting uh, fitness business. Explain way that. More. Yeah, it's way more than hunting. It's way more than just a fitness app. It is what we're really trying to do is transform people's lives. And we're trying to help people live an abundant life. And we're trying to assist people as they tackle and try to conquer these huge mountains in their life. And that's been the desired result since day one. So since day one, we knew that folks could challenge themselves physically and mentally to overcome obstacles that they're going to run into in terms of adversity. And we know that physical fitness is a good way to transition your mindset in your life. We know that a lot of folks are going to train for backcountry hunting in hunting season and the outdoor elements are going to add a lot to their life as well. But we always defined it as a very positive, healthy bait and switch. So we dream and we hope for someone that's going to sign up for Mountain Tough because they drew a Colorado elk tag for the first time. And so they're going to draw that Colorado elk tag and they're going to be like, oh, shoot, I'm not ready to hunt at 10,000 feet. I need to get in a little bit better shape they're going to find mountain tough and they're going to sign up and they're going to think they're just training for this elk hunt. But we are so excited when that happens because now we know we have a chance to hold the change this whole guy's life or this whole lady's life because hunting, hunting is not the end game. It's just one event, but that the end game is, can we change our mindset to live to our fullest potential on this very limited limited time we have on this earth and how much impact can we make and to make the most impact we can we have to really be focused on ourselves holistically and so we spend a lot of time holistically looking at our customers to make sure they're sharpening themselves not just physically but in some other key areas as well well we're going to talk about what that looks like in a second but you quoted my life verse John 10, 10, B, you know, John 10, 10, A is uh, your in, uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's definitely not my life verse. <laughs> but Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the fullest. And so how does this full life mentality from John 10, 10 translate over to holistic thinking and development? So one way to look at it is through that lens of hunting, which helps people with the analogy, because it's the same in all areas of your life, but you can see it in some of these black and white examples like hunting or sports. So in hunting, we did a research study in 2017, 2018, where we wanted to identify while why these really consistent backcountry hunters were successful and what we did is we didn't want to know who was successful last year or the year before we wanted to identify why 
some folks, very few folks in the country or in the world have been successful for decades. So, so 10, 20 years, and we're talking do it yourself, public land guys. How come some of them have had success for 20 years and some of them are staying in that statistic of archery where you're only successful every 10 years. So that's the standard is one out of 10 as an archery hunter, you're going to be successful, but some guys out there have been successful for 10 or 20 years in a row. And we wanted to know why. And so when we really dove into why they are successful, every single time it came down to their mindset and their mental toughness. And what we know is that, helps them consistently be successful in the backcountry, but the same principle applies to someone who wants to be successful at work, at home, as a husband, as a father, as an employee, as a boss. It's this mindset shift of pushing one ridge further back where no one will, else will go. It's the mindset shift of taking quitting completely off the table as an option. So quitting is not an option. So they're going to stay when the blizzard rolls in. They're going to stay when the rainstorm rolls in. They're not coming home. They're not going home three days early. And so these principles allow these folks to be successful for 10 or 20 years in a row as a hunter. Those same principles allow folks to be successful for multiple decades as a human or as a man or as a mother or a friend. And so we wanted to, through our training, help people dig into those principles and apply them to their life. And the interesting thing is those successful people that had been successful as a hunter for 10 or 20 years, physical fitness wasn't number one. Some of these are not as physically fit as others, but they have the mindset that's trumping their physical fitness. No, that, that is a powerful statement. And when I was on your podcast, we talked about part of that mental toughness. You talked about the snow comes in, the rain comes in. You know, one of the things we talked about when I was on your show is this concept of negotiating, that just eliminating negotiation from the equation. Can you talk to us about the negative side of negotiating when it comes to building mental toughness? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, up Jim, because... Just understanding this principle helps a lot of people become more mentally tough overnight. So we're always looking for practical things that you can actually apply to your life tomorrow. And negotiation is one of those things. And so understanding how the brain works is helpful. So when your alarm goes off tomorrow morning at five and you want to start training every morning at 530, so you're going to wake up at five, when that alarm goes off and your debate starts with you versus you. So your debate's going to start with you versus you. You are arguing inside of your own brain, inside of your own thoughts, whether you should hit snooze or whether you should get up and put your shoes on. As soon as you allow that debate to start, that is a negotiation. So you are negotiating with yourself and you are going to lose that debate nine times out of 10. And so we are never going to out negotiate ourselves and just understanding that can change the whole game for a lot of people. And so the hack kind of the mental toughness hack is you cannot let that negotiation start. You got to shut that thing down right away. So the negotiation cannot start. And the longer that that negotiation drags out, 
the less likely you are to win against yourself. So as soon as you hear that thought inside your head that maybe you should sleep for five more minutes, you got to shut that right down right away. That is not an option. I'm getting up. I'm committed to this. But laying there in bed and and arguing with yourself is a, is a recipe for failure. And so all over in your life, you got to look for little ways to take ne- these negotiations off the table completely. Yeah, it's really funny. We were talking, you know, I know that we're having a relationship when you start sending me pictures of dead animals. The, 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 two, the, two, the two ways I know I'm becoming friends with the guy is the first one is he starts talking smack to me because that's like him saying he loves me. But And then yep. the other thing is I get these pictures of dead animals. So you send me some pictures. I sent you some pictures. Well, one of the pictures I sent you after we were out there in Bozeman was a picture of my middle son who physically is one of the toughest people I've ever met in my life, physically. But he was discouraged. His gun misfired on this buck, and then he took me out. We killed a buck together. They took a buddy out. His buddy killed a buck together. But he just hunted and hunted and hunted. He probably put in 150 miles of elk hunting this year. He just couldn't make it happen. He's still in that zone where he's trying to figure it out. And I was at a speaking event, and he's texting me, I don't know, Dad, I'm done, blah, blah, blah. And I said, here's the deal. You killing an animal is not an option. You're going to go out there and you're going to hunt. And I don't care if you go alone, you're going to go. And it was just what he needed to not negotiate. He went out and killed the biggest buck I've ever seen killed in Oregon as far as blacktail. This thing was unbelievable. And I think it was because he he took the negoti- he had negotiating on the table and he yeah. took it off and and God blessed him. So speaking of that, Dustin, so so I just want to be careful because lo- a lot of our guys are listening going, well, this sounds like the human potential movement. This sounds really secular. The thing about your organization that I love is that is that your holistic approach is based on your faith in Jesus. You're, you're, yeah. you're not some guy out there you know, saying, hey, uh, the, the, the self, I'm a self-made man because a self-made man worships his creator, right? You're saying, hey, man, I'm way beyond that. I'm a man of faith. Talk to us about your faith. Yeah, so we are all we always have been a faith-based organization and we we spend a lot of time on that pillar as well. So we believe that physical fitness and mental toughness and spiritual health and nutritional health all have to be strong. You can't be strong in just one area and not the other not the other area. So Mountain Tough has been God breathe since the very beginning so this is a, a god breathed organization the the whole founding story revolved around my wife and i kind of taking this leap of faith in in traveling to africa to work at a a lot of different orphanages and what that did was it did open my eyes to everything that i wanted in life and the mission for the kingdom of God and how I could kind of put together some resources to make that happen. And so what it did teach me was that pre-Africa, I had kind of followed what America told you to do, what the world was telling you to do. And so I didn't know what I wanted to specialize in college. And so I got a business degree because I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I'll do business. And the world kind of tells you, well, you have a business degree, you should go work for some sort of corporation, some corporate America job. And that's exactly what I did. And I realized right away that I wasn't having 
my cup filled. I was outside of my God-given purpose. And even though on paper, this corporate America job was a dream job in Bozeman, it was not the mission. It was not the plan that God had for my life. And so we went to Africa and Africa taught us a few really key things. One was that helping people is the number one mission of our lives. Physical fitness is very important and being outside is very important. And we thought that we were going to work in Africa for a long time, 10 or 20 years. And my wife got pregnant with our first daughter and we came back home and we came back home without a plan B. But what I did know was that I didn't want to do what the world wanted me to do anymore. I was going to devote my life to what I thought God was calling me to do. And that has been mountain tough. And I think that's why our community is so strong and why our community is making such a big impact in the world is because God wanted us to inspire action in people so that they could inspire their community and, and kind of lead where they are. And it's been really cool to see that happen. You know, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm speaking at uh, our men's service we have here locally tomorrow night, and we're doing a new series called Paradox when opposites attract. And tomorrow I'm talking from Galatians 2.20 on to live, you must die. And so what I heard you saying is you went to Africa and you had a death. There was a death there and it was your death. And then you came back and realized, man, I need to die to my dreams and my corporate America uh, money thing. And I need to, I need to move into God's narrative. And I think this is the, what, what is the scary part there? What, why is that so scary for so many followers of Christ, at least here in America to say, I'm going to surrender my dreams. I'm going to crucify them. You know, Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. Therefore, I no longer live, but Jesus Christ now lives in me. The life I live in the flesh, I live for the son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Why is that so hard for us to do? It's really interesting. You know, one of the greatest enemies I think that we have outside of the enemy himself is fear and self-doubt. And fear and self-doubt can shut us down in so many ways. And so I think to answer your question for a lot of younger guys that I meet, it comes down to there's a lot of fear around being able to able to provide as they chase their dreams. And there's a lot of fear around what others are going to think as they chase their dreams. And those two elements combined shut a lot of people down from pursuing these passions that would change the country, would change their community, would change a lot of lives. And then they're kind of stuck in a really complacent uh, life cycle of going to a job that they don't like and just doing that day after day after day. And I think that that is where the enemy really wants them. He wants them consumed with that busyness outside of their mission and purpose. And he's going to tell those lies over and over again, those lies of fear that if you make a leap somewhere else, you're not going to be able to provide for your wife or your kids. And all of that is a, is a lie. I know that when we made the transition from those corporate jobs, we were getting paid an incredible amount of money for a young couple in Bozeman. And when we did that year in Africa, our combined household income on my wife and I's tax return for that first year was $18,000. 
So $18,000 combined between Lindsay and I, and we were the happiest that we had ever been in our adult life for sure. And so, so much of this is just false fear uh, of self-doubt. I've got a rusted trapper's trap up here in my office and I have it sitting here. I can stare right at it because it reminds me that fear is a trap. It's a trap. And you know, it's really funny. I didn't tell you this. Maybe I did tell you this, but when we came out to you guys, I didn't know if I was going to get paid. Not by you guys, by the or my organization, because we, quite frankly, with this economy and we added another staff, we're doing this global outreach thing. We just, you know, we're donor support. We didn't have the money coming in. And my staff is kind of a little bit in freak out mode. I'm like, well, first of all, the first guy who won't get paid is me. And I've been here before and we are going to be fine. You know, and just kind of going, hey, God, if God has called you, there's an exhilarating effect to going, man, I'm on the edge right now. We're one paycheck away from, you know, getting the yellow letters in the mail for, you know, but that, but that's part of the journey, right? Is, you know, we, we live in this, you know, the, here's one of the lies I think, Dustin, tell me about, tell me you think about this. It seems like in America, one of the lies with this American dream is your dream in life is to be comfortable. Do you see comfort in Scripture? Does God promise comfort? I mean, what are your views as a as a, a fitness, you know, owning your own fitness company? What are your views of comfort as it relates to becoming a holistic person who's living the abundant life? It's such a trap right now. So it's it's the biggest trap out there, and it's only it's only getting more difficult to navigate around a lot of this stuff. So we had a friend out earlier this year to our big tough fest event and author very successful author named michael easter and he he wrote a really popular book on this exact topic which is the comfort crisis and yeah it's so good and it it really kind of defines what is going on and it's especially true in men so men are men are wired and literally built for battle and adventure and wild places and hard things and when you take all of that away from someone's soul their soul just continues to wither and wither and wither and the comfort crisis is probably going to be one of the bigger battles men have to fight against over these next five or ten years and we've always been huge believers at mountain tough that you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and how many times in your life have you been paralyzed by fear where you're so scared, you're not sure what's going to happen and you move forward, you take the courage step in the face of the fear. And those are the greatest moments of your life. So the greatest moments of your life are always some of the most uncomfortable moments of your life. It's these backcountry hunts where you are stuck out there all night or you are stuck out there an extra day or it's the hardest hunt you've ever been on the hardest football game you've ever played the hardest workout um stepping in front of a crowd and delivering a speech to make an impact it's always stepping over these very uncomfortable things that are the greatest moments of our life and if we make everything comfortable all those moments are going to go away and we're just going to our soul is going to wither right with it. Well, you know it's interesting that you say that because I see when my soul withers it's because I have refused in those moments I've refused to challenge myself. Uh, I'm going to uh, give you an analogy you're going to love this. Someone once said that the 
saddest moment in a man's life is when he realizes he's no longer dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, behind you, you've got a sign that says stay dangerous. We're not talking about, you know, be a mass murderer. What do you mean by dangerous? And why is being dangerous so important for men to understand? Yeah, so the stay dangerous behind me, it's really awesome because it came from a really good friend of ours in the military in a special operations community. And for years, he was always signing his texts or his emails to me, stay dangerous. And so one day I asked him, what that meant and he's like he's like man stay dangerous is is high performance that you're proud of over decades and i was like man what do you what do you mean by that and he's like well i've had so many friends especially in my line of work that will tell me like hey i was an all-american wrestler in college and then now my life is difficult and out of control and I'm overweight and I'm not active. And then I I have friends that used to be ultra marathoners or used to be really great at college football, but they've let all that go. And so for him, staying dangerous is high performance that he's proud of over the long haul. So he's not he's not defining his life based off achievements 10 or 20 years ago. For him, it's always about the next mission. So the next mission is the one that matters to him, not the last mission. And so we all are going to do great things throughout our life. But how much can we do if we continue to do those things into our 40s and 50s and not just counting on those trophies on our wall from our from our 20s and 30s? Absolutely. You know, I, I love the Apostle Paul reflecting, saying in 2 Corinthians 4, Outwardly, we're wasting away, but inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. And so when we look at this holistic approach of toughness, you know, our bodies, no matter what we do, we can't help it. Our bodies, we're eventually going to decay and die, but we're going to fight for all we have. However, we can be more dangerous and effective spiritually or emotionally, right, or mentally than we've ever been before. Yeah, you know, and that's so when I hear stay dangerous, I'm thinking, hey, you've got an enemy who hates your guts, and the more impact, you know, every every time a subscriber subscribes to a podcast, every time somebody follows us, every time somebody gets involved in a small group, hundreds of thousands of people that ticks off the enemy, and I go, okay, I'm dangerous, baby. So, so you know, it's realizing that yeah, we like to go hunt and get trophies, but we're also a trophy. Satan would love to take us out, right? And God is saying. He's mine as long he needs to keep pursuing me, but we are in a battle, man. And I'll tell you what, I don't know. I, I just have a hard time finding comfort anywhere in scripture. Yeah. I just don't, none. I don't, the only time I see comfort is when people are mourning mm-hmm. that God, they are comforted. So, well, so your organization is, is, you know, one of the things you, you talk about uh, having uh, your overall philosophy is based on work ethic and grit. So that's your personal, you know, it's based on those two things. And you really created an organization like that. Your organization is a lot different than others out there that focus on HIT workouts because you basically tell people, hey, uh, you know, we're going to encourage you. We've got a community of thousands of people in our Facebook community. 
but you're doing these workouts alone pretty much. I mean, I'm my wife this mm-hmm. morning was grinding it out in the garage. <laughs> she's a, she's got a little girl crush on Sarah, you know. Uh, she loves Sarah, <laughs> you know, uh, which is awesome because yeah. but but Sarah is she does, you know, she doesn't work out with Sarah. She works out virtually. So your your fitness lab is different than others. Can you explain how the app works and why it's so unique in the fitness space? Yeah, I think that the the main reason that Mountain Tough is so different is two major reasons. So I'll start with one and then go to the other. The first one is going to be our pure and intentional focus every day on everything we do on mental toughness and mindset. The second is going to be the focus on multiple pillars of someone's life. And that's going to be the physical that's going to be the mental, spiritual, and nutritional. So we're not trying to just deliver one great workout. We're trying to help someone actually transform their life. And we're trying to do that primarily through transforming their mindset. And so the mindset stuff inside of Mountain Tough is sprinkled in all over. So no one can ever really put their finger on it and say like this one thing made me more mentally tough. We're doing it across the board, behind the scenes. We're doing it how we write a workout, how we develop a workout, how we set up the blocks and the reps. We're we're applying a lot of different mindset principles. Now there is just straight up mental toughness curriculum inside of the app. I know that you've been through that gym, like our mindset 1.0 course. That's going to be straight mental toughness curriculum no workout involved, just so that folks understand um, purpose and the why and and overcoming adversity and pain. Uh, So that's going to be some more of the academic side. But behind the scenes, if you really peel the onion back, a lot of what we're trying to do is mindset, mental toughness principles that come from all over. So some of them are going to come from the military. When I first built the team, we hired a guy that had just got home from the SEAL teams. His name's Alex Fickler. And he was one of the first individuals to join the Mountain Tough team right when we came out of that season of training folks at the park. We moved into our, we went into someone else's facility and started running classes in their gym. And so it was all, all the questions all the time were to Alex what does it actually take to make it through buds? Everyone always wants to know what it takes to make it through buds. And so there's a few of those principles that are baked into everything you do at Mountain Tough. One of them is this principle of make it to breakfast. And so a lot of SEALs, a lot of special operations folks, a lot of military folks that have been through some sort of selection, when you talk to them about what happened to the guys that made it through versus the guys that did not make it. Most of the time, the answer will be two things. One is going to be the folks that did not make it started thinking about the future. They started thinking about next week, the week after that, the month after that. So someone would be doing really great and not struggling that bad. And they'd say, Hey, I don't think I can do this for six more weeks and they would quit and they would ring the bell. And that principle is so, so accurate in people quitting training and workouts, but that principle is also really relevant 
and people keep quitting jobs and marriages. And so they'll think about a work situation. I can't do this for six more weeks. They'll think about a marriage situation. I can't do that for six more weeks. So a lot of what we're doing is trying to get people to think about micro goals. It's one foot in front of the next. It's one rep in front of the next. We're not worried about tomorrow's workout. We're not worried about the second round of this workout. We want you to put one foot in front of the other. You're thinking about the present moment and we know we can get you through this present moment. And our hope in doing that is that then they'll apply that at work and they'll apply that at home. This, the second big one that comes from the military community that I know you're a big believer in, Jim, is that mental toughness is better in a community. And so this, the, second, the second thing you'll hear from a lot of folks that have been through very traumatic, very difficult situations, or if you use the SEAL training example, again, the second number one, the second reason that you'll get that the guys made it versus the guys that did not make it is those that made it, made it because of the guys on their left and the guys on their right. And so that's usually Alex's answer every time. He's like, I wasn't going to quit looking at that guy on my left or right. They were counting on me. They were struggling just as much as I was struggling. We were all in this together. And just like the last principle of make it to breakfast, community applies everywhere else too. So we're all going through hard things. We're all going through difficult situations. But as soon as you take your eyes off yourself and you look at someone else, that pain drops like 50%. And you can feel it tangibly in a workout. If you're dying in a workout and you shift your mindset, I challenge everyone to try this this week. If you're dying in a workout and you challenge yourself to quit thinking about your lung burn, thinking about yourself, and you just start cheering someone else on in the gym, I guarantee you your pain will go down 50%. And it's a really easy way to just get through things, getting your eyes off yourself, getting your eyes onto others. How can I support this guy? How can I encourage this guy? How can I help this person next to me? And just like the last principle, that is a game changer at home and it's a game changer at work. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that. <clears throat> I've read several books by uh, Navy SEALs about BUDS training. And one of the things they've all said is that the bell does not exist. For the guys that passed, there was no bell. There was no yeah. bell. The moment you saw that bell and thought future, how I'm going to feel if I ring that bell, it's over. It was, And it was interesting because in a lot of these books I read, they would walk up to the bell, the, the master sergeant or whoever, the master chief or whoever it was, would talk them off the ledge. They'd go back in, but they'd end up ringing it because they had instantly, they went back into the negotiation phase. And yeah. so it's really interesting. So, yeah. That's so connected to negotiation. Oh, it's buddy. So connected to your son's story because, yeah. and it's real, it's really connected to that research study that we started today's podcast on that we did on consistency consistent people take quitting off the table as an option. It's mm -hmm. just not an option. And you'll see that same principle work at home and in marriages and at work. Like you'll hear a lot of folks say like, you know, just divorce wasn't an option in our marriage. And you'll hear the same thing with um, 
people conquering big like Everest ex- expeditions and stuff like that. Yeah. Once quitting's off the table, the conversation changes to a solution focus. Yes. So when yes. Quit, when so when quitting comes off that table, then it's like, well, we got to stop talking about the problem. We got to start talking about solutions right now. Yeah. I mean, well, one of the things that inspired me coming out to you guys, I was like, you know what? Because I work out four, three to five times a week, and I've done that for 40 years since I was 14 years old. But I found myself negotiating at four o'clock. I'm an afternoon workout guy because uh, I'm in the morning. I focus on my spiritual stuff, but I in the afternoon, I do. but I get so tired. So when I went out and saw you guys, I came home. I told my wife, I'm changing the way I'm doing it. I'm going back to noon workouts. I, cha- I this 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 podcast is at one o'clock because we already had it on the books, but we're changing yep. it, and I'm inviting guys into that space because uh, that that negotiation. The longer the day goes on, the more I negotiated myself out of a workout, and so um, that is really really good. And so I will say this: that your all of your stuff, you have an extensive library on your app. You do not have live classes unless they were through the app, which is the MGD program. No, that's not even live. Not, you ha- can you explain your uh, the MGD program and and uh, the the selection that you have on the app briefly? For sure. Yeah. So in Mountain Tough Plus, now we're available as a full native app across all the platforms that people are going to find apps in. So we're we're live on the iPhone store. We're live on the Android store. It's live across all the smart TV platforms as well. So a lot of people are going to have it in their gym on Roku or Amazon. So it's a full native app available where all apps are found. But over the years, our library has evolved a lot. What we found was that about if you look at our 15,000 athletes right now, about half of them are in love with fully coached programming, but 50% of the other folks are in love with self-guided programming. And that just seems to be a personality difference in folks. And it so a self-guided program is going to be great for like a strength program where we're going to say, hey, we're doing postseason strength. This is week one, day one. We want you to do five sets of this. Um, Here are the exercises. Here's the rest. Here's block one. Here's superset two. You're going to watch that video. It's going to be mission-specific functional strength. And then you're going to go execute on that program. The fully coached is much more similar to live. It's as close to live as you're going to get. And it is all you need to do is pull up the app and hit play. So that's going to be like our MGDs, which is a minimal gear daily. That one's fresh every 24 hours. So on our coach programs, the customer hits play. They'll see myself coaching or they'll see Sarah coaching. They'll see two athletes from our lab that are doing the same workout. So they have people to benchmark off of, keep up with. And that one is just like a live workout. It's like you're here in the lab with us. And so about half of our programs are coached. Half of them are self-guided. We have like 17 to 19 programs now. So we have minimal gear training. We have full gym training. We have body weight training, uh, kettlebell training, sandbag training, and we have a whole backcountry hunter series. So that's for a hunter that wants to train 
like an NFL player would. So you got your preseason, your postseason, your in-season, uh, your spring training camp. And then we have a full line of training for the military athlete as well. Um, minimal gear training for the military, full gym training for the military. But we also have poured a lot of time and effort in the last year into training for people just getting started for someone who hasn't worked out in 10 years or someone who's never trained before at all in their life. So there's an on-ramp series that's all body weight. There's a minimal gear on-ramp with a kettlebell or a dumbbell. And then we have gym foundation. So regardless of someone's path, there's a nice safe uh, on-ramp for each customer. Well, I would say <clears throat> I would highlight the safe part because I actually about 10 years ago had back surgery and I felt like some of the workouts I was doing with this particular group were not safe. And when I, when I see what you're doing, you're not, you guys don't do a lot of compression moves that involve a lot of jumping up and down. You don't involve a lot of weird moves with your shoulders overhead for extended periods of time. Uh, it's, it actually is a very hard program. If you guys want easy, you don't want mountain tough. This is not easy. It's meant yep. to be tough. It's hard. Shanna is in love with the on-ramp stuff right now. Uh, I, I am really, I'm starting, I'm waited till this podcast. So we're going to drop this podcast about four days after we do it. And I'm starting the postseason full gear, full gym workout, postseason 16 weeks. And I'm going to jump into the sandbag workout. So I'm going to invite these guys listening. If they think I'm a 57 year old man. And if you think you're tough enough to hang, get on it, get on the program, boys. We've got, yeah. we're going to, we're going to offer a six week free trial for you at the end of this program, but I'll tell you what, I, I am fired up. Uh, this has given me new life and I'm excited and we're going to ask you guys to join us in the journey. And one of the things I was interested in when I went to the gym and worked out with you guys, it was like a 40 year old six pack convention. But what I realized <laughs> though, but here's what I realized though. I went, I told my wife, I go, man, these are, these are 20, 20 years younger than me. This is tough. But in the Facebook community, so we've dug deep into your organization. You know yeah. that you, most of your people are 44 to 54, right? That's like your, I do. even though you're younger, your, your people who love, who are very committed are 44 to 54. So that, Hey guys, that's right there for all of us, man. Let's get this thing going. Uh, you know, you may be middle age and middle life and you're thinking, Hey, I can't hack it. And I, I would just push back and say, yes, you can. There is no bell. There's no, there's bell. no bell. So, uh, <laughs> you've, you've got this thing. So, Hey, let's talk, let's talk about your pillars. So you have five pillars. Yeah, I'll break them down a little bit differently today, Jim. Just, okay. I, there's a new way I've been talking about them. So inside of the app, inside of our lab, everything we do, we're going to focus certainly a lot on physical fitness. And our physical fitness at Mountain Tough is to create a highly functional hybrid athlete that's always ready for anything. And so always ready is one of our mantras here at Mountain Tough. And what always ready means is we want you to be in the physical condition that you can go pack out a buck tomorrow if your son calls you. You don't have to think like, oh, I'm not ready for that. You're ready. And then you're ready if your daughter tomorrow asks you if you'll run a Spartan 10K with her next weekend. You're ready. You have that kind of physical condition. It's not something 
that you say no to because you're not in that kind of um, condition at this time. So we want mountain tough athletes to be always ready. And what always ready conditioning looks like is we have to spend a lot of time on strength. We want our customers to be at a baseline level of strength for a functional athlete. So baseline for functional, we're not trying to create the world's strongest power lifters. We're not trying to even get close to that. What we want someone to be able to do is can they self-rescue? Can you self-rescue yourself and maybe a friend or a family member at your current baseline level of strength? So we do spend a lot of time on strength work, but it's not old school, really slow five by fives because we're keeping that functionality and that athleticism in there as well. So just on the physical pillar, which is broken down into three parts. We're going to spend a lot of time and you've seen this across the training you've done. We're going to work on your strength. We're going to work on your cardio and endurance. <laughs> oh yeah. Gotta love those full and, body moves, baby. <laughs> so always ready means you have the cardio and the endurance to, to get in there and help that buddy pack out that buck. We don't want you to not have the cardio to, to go help a friend out tomorrow. So we're going to spend time on strength, cardio and endurance, but we're also going to see a lot of mobility added to our programming as well. So flexibility, mobility, we want athletes to be able to move. We want them to be able to move without injury. We want them to be able to have a lot of longevity in their life. That's why you, you see so much mobility in some of the MGDs you've done, Jim is, because when you're in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, even if you have the strength in cardio, if you don't have the mobility, A, there's a really high, high risk of you running into an injury. And an injury is going to set you back. And B, not having mobility is really going to hamper how you can move in a functional environment. So physical fitness, we spend time on strength, mobility, cardio, and endurance. And then the second pillar is going to be that mental toughness, that mindset. Our third pillar is going to be spiritual. So we're spending a lot of time inside of Mountain Tough Plus on spiritual content. I know that we have on the, the books for you to come out and film a series, which is going to be amazing. Our current series inside of the app, we spend time on fatherhood. We spend time on marriage. It's called Live Untamed, and it really kind of goes back to spiritual development tied to that comfort crisis of to really live to our fullest potential. We can't be comfortable all the time, and um, Brian Van Epps does a really good job of that in our app right now. He's our spiritual uh, content creator at the moment but we're always adding to that library. You know, it's interesting on the spiritual toughness. I can speak to this because I'm going to be coming out there and speaking to this. Uh, you know, it's really interesting how many guys who are physically uh, in the 1% but say, oh, man, I just can't read my Bible every day. What? The bell does not exist, bro. I'm like, yeah. you can. it's a living and active document. It always changes. So, you know, so it's funny how you can be, you can be compartmentalized extremely tough compartmentally yet over on this other compartment you can be a a family does you could be a horrible family man 
horrible father, yeah. but you could be an upper one percenter over here, or you could be. Uh, it's just it's really interesting, which is why I am so intrigued, and I resonate with your organization. You know, Jesus about Jesus, Luke two fifty two said Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. So right there, we see four of your five pillars. Mental, yeah. physical, spiritual, social. And so it's really... So the one thing that we don't see in Luke 252 is one of your five pillars that you call emotional toughness. And I, I am so glad you added that because I think we neglect that sometimes thinking it's social. Uh, the social is part of that. But what do you mean by emotional toughness? Yeah, so at, at Mount Tough, emotional toughness is pretty closely related to mental toughness and this mindset. And a lot of that is really closely related to how we started the podcast today and how I went through that big eye-opening moment in my own personal life around fear and self-doubt driving my decision-making versus creating that mindset of it really doesn't matter what anyone else thinks if you're on a kingdom mission and you're on mission and fulfilling your purpose. And so our emotional intelligence, as it's very closely intertwined with mental toughness, it's having this resilient mindset, this resilient mindset around, I'm not going to let anything bring me down. I'm going to be focused on solutions. I'm going to stay in this positive mindset. And it's kind of this um, versus low level thinking. I'm going to stay in this high level thinking mindset. And so we want our customers to be at a point where they're positive, regardless of the external circumstances. We did a podcast a few weeks ago with Paul, who is the Africa safari business outfitter and paul said one of the coolest things on that podcast to tie this together really nicely that i had never talked about before but paul said his dad was one of the most mentally tough individuals he'd ever met and paul's a professional south african rugby player and so he's been around giant beasts his entire life and when I asked him what he meant, he said that his dad had been through, they have a sheep farm in South Africa. So they're a sheep farming business. His dad has been through plagues, uh, pandemics, droughts. They've, they've been down to zero dollars, zero sheep. And they've done that over and over again, trying to survive as South African sheep farmers. And he said, nothing can literally bring my dad's emotions down regardless of how bad things are, he's always looking for a solution. He's not going negative and thinking how bad the problem is. And so that's what we spend a lot of time at, at Mountain Tough when it comes to emotional health and emotional intelligence and our emotional pillar is how can we help our customers get that mindset that regardless of the external circumstances, we're still positive, we're still fighting forward we're still looking for solutions. Well, and it's interesting that you say that. So that so when I think of emotional toughness, so mental toughness is me getting inside my own intellect and uh, removing negotiations, removing the bell. When I think of emotional toughness, 
I think of the attitude, like you just said, but I also think of empathy. I think of being able to experience other people in a healthy relational environment where a lot of people who are extremely strong mentally or extremely strong physically, they do not have the capacity built into their repertoire to be emotionally engaged with their children, with their spouse, and and that hamstrings their life. I'm thinking of one guy in particular right now. He's a multimillionaire, but he can't have a functioning relationship because he's emotionally weak. And so I yeah. see both sides. There's like two sides. There's my attitude, but then there's also how I interact with the people that I care about. It's so true. And we always use the bar stool analogy for, for this. And that helps me a lot in my mind visualize. But if you have a classic bar stool with four legs and, you know, maybe there's six pillars, maybe there's four, depending on how we separate out like mental and emotional but the concept is so helpful that if I have a bar stool with four legs, those are my pillars. So I have a physical pillar. I have a spiritual pillar. I have a mental pillar and I'll, I'll put emotional with mental for this example. And then there's a big nutritional pillar out there as well. And so if I am the fittest person on earth and that, that pillar of fitness and physical is so strong, but spiritually I have nothing or spiritually I'm very weak. You know, that whole bar stool is going to fall over and that's someone's life falling over because they haven't balanced out these pillars and spent time developing these four pillars. And the same thing happens on the opposite end of the spectrum where if I am really strong spiritually, but I'm not paying any attention physically or nutritionally, that whole stool is going to fall over as well. And we see that a lot. And so we have to really look at our lives and what we're doing through a holistic lens. Well, that's really interesting because I had to go to the doctor last week for a TBI because my nutritional fill- pillar wasn't there and I fell and got a concussion. And so I'm just I mean, the nutritional <laughs> pillar is a big deal for me. And in the church, yeah. it's funny, we seem to not care about the nutritional pillar. We've got donuts in the foyer. We got cinnamon rolls in the foyer. We got potlucks with garbage. And so I, you know, I, when I came and saw you guys, I was just, man, I was so sore. So I went onto your uh, app and I'm like, I need to fix some things. So I'm like, let's focus. And I realized that I have, um, I want to say an inflation problem. That's not the word. The word is, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just played <laughs> What's the word? It is inflation problem, but it's another word. What's the word? Oh, I <laughs> inflammatory. Inflammatory. Yeah, I realize I have an inflammation problem that is causing an inflation problem. <laughs> but I realize I'm sore all the time. So I thought, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this program. And I'm not going to call it anything. I'm just going to say I'm just I just I'm, I can't walk around having this inflammation that's creating all this joint pain. In the last two weeks, I've had no joint pain. I've removed soy. I've removed sugar. I've removed corn. I've removed wheat. You know, gluten. And it's it's really been interesting. So this and then I'm actually doing some things right now with a um, natural path to uh, check some other stuff because I'm just going a. Hey, I've got I'm pretty solid in these four, but this nutritional toughness one. I'm, I'm really weak, you know, I mean, I'm weak and I need help. And so part of that for us, right, is to identify 
one of these five pillars where we are weak and bring that into focus so we can have this holistic toughness running through our bones so that we can experience abundant life. For sure. And I don't want it to be daunting or overwhelming to folks either. I mean, a lot of this is how can we get 1% every day at physical? How can we get 1% every day at spiritual health? How can we get 1% each day on our mental toughness? How can we get 1% better each day at our nutritional education background and choices? And that helps a lot of individuals so much that that's really what we're talking about. We're not talking about we're going to overtake your life tomorrow. If you sign up for mountain tough, we're talking about, we're going to help you make gradual steady progress across all these pillars over time. And if I think about like, if I think about folks that start training every day and folks that read their Bible every day, if I think about what that man's going to look like, 10 years from now versus a man who's not training every day and not in the word every day, then you can see how gradual progress in the wrong direction can change the whole trajectory of your entire life. And so we're trying to make gradual change in that positive direction. And a lot of these things will become a lifestyle. They will become a habit. And you get to a point where instead of dreading a workout, you're craving a workout. And instead of dreading on health or instead of craving unhealthy food, you're craving healthy food that's going to make you stronger and tougher and live to your potential. And so I don't want people to think that we're going to overhaul their life tomorrow. A lot of what we're doing is 1% every day in these major pillars. Well, and, and, and there's room within the app to, scale for where you are. For for example, for me, the the MGDs I had to write I have to write them down and go at my own pace because I can't keep up with the athletes. Uh so and for the um full gym workout, I'm excited about that. I wrote it like I've got a whiteboard I bring into the gym and this today's workout is 50 30, 50 30, 50 cals, 30 reps, 50 cal, 30 reps. And I write it down and cross it off. And I bring that that pin in with me because when I cross it off, I'm like one more down, one more, you know, just and I go yeah. at my pace. You know what I mean? And so I know that my pace, I go as hard as I can. So if I'm working that pace every day, I'm getting a little better and it's getting a little easier. It's ne- well, that's a wrong word. It's never easy. <laughs> it's but you're getting, doing way more. It's get, so. I'm doing faster. I'm doing more. Uh, I'm not uh, looking uh, and trying to f- negotiate my way out of it. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good, man. So, hey, I want to I want to just announce to the guys uh, if they haven't already gathered this, we are uh, finalizing a part a collaboration with Mountain Tup Fitness Lab here at Men in the Arena, and we are uh, officially making you guys one of our our first ever title sponsor. And so super excited about that. So when we bring and I, we're doing that for several reasons, but one is that we just resonate so closely we're so closely connected in how we view life and and our faith it just really makes sense and so we're excited about that so i'll be flying out to bozeman several times a year in 2024 and making some uh recording some modules for your app 
And then, you know, having some relationship with you guys. And then you've got a cool uh, deal for our guys uh, on the, on your website at mountain tough.com. So mountain M T N T O U G H.com. Currently you can get a 14 day free trial, but for our guys that are in the men's arena, listen to this episode, they can actually get an extra 30 days. You want to tell us how? Yeah, so an extra 30 days. I'm so excited about this partnership as well, Jim. And as the with the Mountain Tough code, it is Arena30. So they'll go to mountaintough.com and they'll check out on their Mountain Tough subscription on the monthly option. They'll type in Arena30. That gets them an extra month, 30 days for free to get started in Mountain Tough. And all Mountain Tough signups come with a 14-day free trial. So that's two weeks. And then when you add the four weeks with your code ARENA30, they have six weeks on Mountain Tough for free to get a jump start on this training, to get a jump start on, on changing their life. So six weeks, which is awesome because like a lot of our programs are two weeks or four weeks. So they'll be able to get through two programs have a really good sense and feel of what mountain tough is before that six weeks ever expires yeah and i would say uh, if you want to jump in with me i am doing when you go on the app look under full gym workouts i am doing the post season workout and so i'll be in i'm starting week one this week so you guys can join me. I'll be posting my pain and suffering on social media <laughs> and uh, saying bad things about Dustin behind his breath or just put him flat out out there on social media. Uh, you know, <laughs> And so I, I say that tongue in cheek. Uh, but you guys, I want to welcome you to join me. And if you're a local guy in Oregon, I'm going to be working out here at our local gym at lunchtime. So I'd love to uh, get together with you and just do a one-on-one with you if you're interested. I'm excited for this journey. I told my wife, I feel like I've got a Another chance at, you know, you know, almost, you know, at 57 years old, you start doing some negotiations and it's been really encouraging me to, uh, you know, Hey, let's stop negotiating. Let's just go hard and just keep going hard. You know, you've got this. So super, super excited about that. And so Dustin, man, anything else you want to add before we uh, say goodbye? I think I, I'm really, really, really excited, Jim. I know you talked about it earlier on the podcast, but you you are right our demographic at mountain tough is all over the board but we have this huge huge population of men that are 45 to 55 and i even see a lot of like we have some 67 year old mountain sheep hunters in there we have a 77 year old guy who's um an alaskan mountain goat hunter and these guys, regardless of their age, are just are just getting after it and sharpening themselves mentally and spiritually and emotionally and nutritionally. And, and it's so awesome. We get the chance to meet these folks at a lot of events we go to. And we get stuck in our little bubble here in Bozeman. And, and you know, the office is pretty young and we're testing all these workouts. But then when when you meet a 55-year-old guy that's like, I've been doing mountain tough for three years and it's changed my life. It's really, really amazing. I think that that men in the arena and mountain tough are on a very, very parallel mission and a very similar mission. And, and that's how much impact can we make 
in changing men's lives. And we know that by helping one man, that man's going to help their community. They're going to help their family. And it's this trickle down effect. And so I'm so excited about this partnership. Yeah, man. When a man gets it, everyone wins. Well, it's funny. I'll tell you the story. So I was at this natural path the other day, uh, just as a, just as a prelim, just as a prelim, he said, well, let's check your heart. I said, well, I'm, I'm a big guy, but don't, 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 uh, there's more here that's going on. There's more than the meets the eye. And he goes, yeah, no problem. And I said, I have a heart murmur. He goes, let's test it. See where your heart is. See if your heart is okay. So he ran this test and he came back kind of shaking his head. He said, well, here's the scale. It's zero to 30 is below average. 30 to 50 is, is what we want from a guy your age. 50 to 70 is optimal. And he said, you scored over 95 in every category. So I said, oh, okay, yeah. I just got to fix this nutritional pillar, baby. And, and I did pack a deer out of the hills this year. It was, it was, I remember, I'll tell you this story. You'll like this. So we got, we're packing this buck out I shot. And uh, it was a freezing, it was below freezing when we shot him. And I remember coming out of this steep hole and going, this sucks. I hate this. I, I'm whining and crying. And about every 100 yards stopping. And then finally, I just said to myself, you know what? I turned to my son. I said, I'm not stopping again. We're gonna, it was a mile climb out on, the, on a timber road. I said, I'm just not stopping. And as soon as I said that, it got easier. I mean, it still Those sucked. Micro goals. Yeah, it, it still sucked, but it got easier, you know? And so it's <laughs> like, okay, we can do this thing. And so I'm yeah. excited. I'm not trying to be 30. I'm not trying to be 25. I know how old I am, but I want to be the best version that God has called me to be for as long as I can be that version. Right, we just want to go hard, stay dangerous, and just stay committed and be ready at all times. So I'm excited for this partnership. Um, look forward to uh, great days to come. And Dustin, thanks so much for having us on the show, man. Thank you. All right, it was a privilege. Yep. Hey guys, as you know, our man laws are supplied by you, and you can find all of the 101 man laws in my book, Man Laws: 101 Ways to Get Your Man Card Revoked and rules to live by. So this one is number 34. It came in from Luke. He said this, if you see someone wearing rival sports team gear, you must make a comment about it. I love that so much. The life rule is this, talking smack is the love language of men. You know, you can tell when men start getting close and comfortable around each other, they start talking smack. So the Bible says, let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth. But I, I really think that Smack talking is wholesome, and it's a way of men saying to each other, hey, man, I love you. I got your back. So I'm a big fan of smack talking, and so uh, keep it up. Thanks a lot for that great man law. Luke, hit us up, and we want to send you some swag to say thanks. Hey, guys, the end of the year is upon us. Men in the Arena is a crowdfunded, faith-based, 501c3 organization that relies on 90% of its income coming in from its financial champions like yourself. So please consider helping us out this year with a uh, one-time year-end gift or becoming one of our monthly financial champions. You can do that at menarena.org. You can even hit us up at Venmo at Men in the Arena. Until next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Be mentally tough and be a man.